0: God gave me this message when we were coming together and brainstorming for um, today's event, and God put on my heart to talk about unity. And you might think like, oh, why unity? But unity is important in the body of Christ and, and with Christians. Today I will speak on unity and I will expose the spirit of division. Ephesians 4:12 says, "A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Unity is under attack." I heard I was reading. Um, about unity and i was reading about the spirit of division and there was a pastor and and he he had a vision in prayer and he was saying that it was a beautiful tree like a beautiful beautiful tree and in that beautiful tree there was a serpent that was looking He was like god what does that mean and in and he had this dream in 2020 in 2020 it's like the spirit of division broke loose i remember in 2020 hearing um You know, people I grew up with, you know, no longer together who are married, you know, just just hard things we heard, you know, um, churches who were divided. Like 2020, there was so much division and we have to work as the body of Christ to bring unity back. Something that I saw in 2020 was this church get together in unity. And I saw this church get together and fight and lock arms, and, and, and everybody, everybody fought strong together. And I'm going to talk about that a little later. Mark um, 3, 24 and 25. Jesus' words are, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Of course, the enemy wants to work to divide us in the house of God because he doesn't want us to stand. Unity brings blessing. There's evidence where there is unity. The evidence is blessing. Have you ever seen a blessed family and a blessed marriage and a blessed home and a blessed church? In that family, there's unity. In in that church, there's unity. Um, unity brings blessing have you have you ever like you know been with your family at christmas time you're going to you guys are going to be like no not mine <laughs> but but really like when we're together during the holidays my family um, you know we may not talk all the time at church or we may not get together but i'm so happy because we're together and we're united our family is united and 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 just seeing my little nieces and nephews um you know at christmas time opening their gifts and just spending that time together you know eating the same food we always eat our tamales and our pozole, you know like eating all that stuff it it's i feel blessed you know it, i feel blessed but why because there's unity there and and there's blessing there where there's unity there's blessing you know i was mentioned in 2020 i remember when we were outside in the churches the church was outside and then we came back in and then we had to go back outside again do you remember that at norwalk dude every i said dude <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got together. Everybody got together. I saw everybody. I just remember, you know, seeing um, um senior David Medina like out there running lines. I saw the Gaxes and, and Alex and all them and the sound team like running everything through outside. I saw girls helping older younger there was unity nobody was saying this is not my job this is not my job there was unity there was unity and i remember that day i was taking pictures you know the women were there and they were cooking the people who had the gift of cooking were cooking they were cooking the people who had the gift of hospitality were serving Literally, that's what we were doing, and, and I was taking pictures, and my heart was just smiling, like, look at these people. We have just gone through, like, the worst time of our lives, and we're just getting together, and we're working together, and there was unity, so much unity, because, and there was blessing. We were blessed to, to work together. We were blessed to co-labor together. There was, there's, where there's unity, there's blessing, Unity is both good and pleasing to God's people. It is to an exceedingly great measure. Psalms 1 through three says, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that round down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard. And I know you young girls are probably like, that's gross. But it's, this scripture is given for the house of God, for the people of God, how good and how pleasant it is. It feels good. You know, we're like, I wanna be where it feels good. Well, be united. Do things to encourage unity. We might say, oh, unity, yeah, you know, I'm like that. And, and yeah, unity is just unity. And we speak that whenever we talk about teams, but unity has everything to do with spiritual warfare. I heard a young um, English couple, I don't know if they're English or Sweden, but they had a really heavy accent. Someone had sent me a message and they were talking about spiritual warfare and marriage. And how the enemy seeks to divide and how when we tear down our spouse with our words, we are partnering with the enemy. And you can say, well, he always leaves his jacket on the floor and his hat, his five million hats all over. And I, the, you know, the closet's just right there. Put the hat away. Like, you can say all that, you know, and you can keep beating them down. This is who you are. This is what you do. And this is how you are. And this is what you do. But that's what the enemy is saying to them. So when you're speaking those words and you're speaking those negative over your spouse, over your children, you know, over your friends, over your, like, when you're doing that, you're partnering with the enemy because he's saying those same lies to them. So guess what's going to happen? They're going to stay right there because you're the one who's partnering with the enemy. And today I'm here to say, partner with God. This English man said this. I'm going to say he said this because it's easier to say he said this than I said this. But he said, when we live not realizing that as a Christian, we are in constant spiritual warfare, then we're just walking stupid. And he said it two times, stupid. <laughs> we're being stupid. Stupid. Because many times we just feel like it's our spouse, or it's that girl, or it's this, and it's that. But it's not. It's the enemy. But where there is uni- um, unity, the enemy cannot get in. At Amos 3.3 says, Can two walk together unless they have agreed? Ecclesiastes 9-11 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Can you imagine fighting in a war and fighting against your own? I've watched so many movies on war. How many of you have? And in those movies, you know, you'll see guys, and they're like sleeping with one eye open because they just don't want to be crossed, and they have to watch their backs because they don't know what's going on. And you see them also co-laboring. One's staying up, and they're staying watch, you know, staying watch while the other one's resting, and they're working in unity. But can you imagine... You know, I've seen I've seen war movies where they don't know if somebody's on their side, and I feel a lot of times that that's what we do in church. You know, um, was it Lee Wilson that came and he talked about there's such a mistrust in people. I feel like that was just the direct assault. You know, at God's people is. There was like a lack of trust that took place, like he said, and just a spirit of um, division. I remember in 2020, you know, just kind of feeling like all I ever knew, like it it was ugly. It was ugly, you know, the enemy, how he tried to work. And I remember just getting up and serving and and working in God's house and going forward and co-laboring with each other. And God got us through that. He got us through it. It's important, you know, when there's war, that the people that are sleeping in their tents are on their side, on their same side. We need to remember, you know, when when we're going through stuff with people, you know, in the house of God or in our own home, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Proverbs 14.1 says, The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I'm going to talk to you about uh, working at committing to maintain unity. We must work at committing to maintain unity. The devil owns all the acreage between two divided people. And so, like, if there's division here, and, and, and one person is standing there, and I'm standing here, and I'm like, I don't like them. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to them. And, and they're like my family in the house of God. You know, they looked at me this way. They acted this way. They, you know, it, or, or it's your family, or it's, it, it's whatever. The devil owns all that space, and that's where he's lying. So to not engage in the spirit of division, commit not to judge. It's easier to judge the person that you're frustrated with. Isn't that true? You, like, notice everything. <laughs> Did you see? You know, you just, you just notice everything. And, and how do I know because I've been there? <laughs> I'm not talking about something I haven't experienced. It's easier to judge someone you're frustrated with, but judging is a critical spirit. It will drive you further and further from others. The closer you are to someone, you tend to be more understanding. So if they're my friends and they're someone, you're like, "They can do the same thing that person did." And you're like, "They didn't mean it." you know? Like this is what they really meant. And we're, we can be more understanding, but when you're divided, you tend to be more critical. And I know that I kind of may be joking about it, but it's serious. The enemy seeks to divide and we need to be committed not to judge. Commit to reconcile and to forgive. The best relationships come from the most forgiveness. We can't change others. We can only change the way we respond to others. We are stronger when we forgive and we are more like Christ when we forgive. Lastly, on commitments, commit to see. The reason you keep seeing the devil and the person you're frustrated with is because you're listening to his lies. He's telling you about them. The biggest door you have in your life for the devil to walk through is a relationship that you're experiencing the most frustration. Isn't that true because we will, like, trip on things. <laughs> Like, what is going on, and how come this, and how come that? Like, and, and, and when we're saying, what is going on, and how come this, and how come that, who's saying that to us? You know, we need to commit to see people the way that God sees them. When people are hard for me um, and hard for me to deal with them, God taught me something a long time ago, like a long, long time ago. He taught, he taught me, pray for them. And you're like, how am I going to pray for this person right now? Like, this person who's coming against me, this person who's doing this, or, or my, in my family, or, or in my church, or in my ministry. But it's right there where God starts to show you their heart. It's right there where it, it's not God showing your heart. Like, oh, they're evil. It's like, don't you see? Like, so many times we judge people according to our standards. Like, I've gone through a lot growing up and if I can cook dinner for my kids and I can do this and I can do that then so can they and that's like our judgment on other people according to our standards but you haven't walked in their shoes you don't know what their kids are like you don't know what it's like when they get home in the morning or when they get out in the morning you don't know what it's like and so we need to commit to understand people, to see people through God's eyes, not our eyes, and the way we wanna see people, but we need to fight to see others the way that God sees them. Life is too short to be judging others and fighting. Close a gap in your relationships, and I'm not talking about just church, I'm talking about your family, your friendships, you know, your work relationships, Partner with God. When you're partnering with God, you're fighting right. Partner with God in your marriage. Partner with God in your marriage. Partner with God for your kids in your ministry. Smith Wigglesworth said The secret to victory is to abide where the victor abides. So if you want victory, then you need to get where Jesus is. And Jesus, you know how to handle this, and Jesus, you know what to do in this situation. There's so many things that have happened in my life that are out of control, and when all those things get out of control, I'm kinda like, well, God, this is where you want me, huh? So I just leave them at your feet. Like, God, you handle it. Like, you need to take care of it. And God, somehow, somehow, God, like right there, takes care of it, and it all makes sense, because he worked it out. When I get to that point, I just have to go, you know what, God is God. You know, Sister Michelle said, you know, we are talking the other day, but God is God, and God will take care of it when you leave it in his hands. If we want to experience the blessings, we want to experience blessings that come from unity, is that right? like that good time that our church had when we were setting up for that tent outside and when we co labored together that good you know I always wanted a big family I was saying when I was a teenager I wanted four kids and I have four kids and right now I have four kids I'm like can you help me figure life out <laughs> but I always wanted a big family because I saw big families and the happiness that was there you know like all the good things that took place and, and there's blessing there when there's unity. There's blessing. And how many of you guys want that for your church? You want that in your family. There's strength where there's unity. And we want to experience strength that comes from unity. And if you want to experience strength, if you want to experience blessings, then partner with God. And speak words of life over your children, over your husband, over your church, over your pastors, over your leaders, over your ministry. Speak words of life over your boss, over your coworkers. Speak words of life. Don't partner with the enemy because we fight better together. God sees all that we go through. God sees all that we go through. And... And he knows all that you go through. And a lot of times we may think, well, does anyone see? Does anyone see what's taking place? And I keep doing all the wrong things and all these things keep happening to me. Let me share something with you. God sees. And I've been serving God for 15, 21, what, 26 years? You know, my own decision. I grew up in church, but when I was 15 years old, I made a decision to serve God on my own. And through all those years, I've seen God make right, right, and wrong, wrong. It may not have been in a week. It may not have been in a month. But I've seen all those areas God make right, right, and wrong, wrong. And so why can't we just act the way that God wants us to act in our home, you know, with our coworkers, um, in our church, and in our ministries? Because when you do that, God's blessing, God's blessing comes upon your life. He's like, "Yeah, that's my daughter. That's my daughter. She knows how to act right." Um, right now, um, today, we had a powerful, powerful. If Sister Ovary can come up, um, we had a powerful um, day today. You know, Sister Nancy talked about you know when you're wounded serving, you know, working in your gifting, and and how God's going to meet you there. And he has. My life is an example of that. He's kept me all these years because I just kept serving in the house of God. I just kept helping others when I was hurting, and he did something in my life. And she spoke on that. You know, I I was able to go into two classes. Sister Teresa, you know, she talked about um, speaking in tongues. That's where I came in. I was like, man, that's right. You know, so many people of God aren't using their gift of speaking in tongues. She talked about other gifts, but she talked about fighting right, you know, instead of taking that little knife, picking up your sword, you know, knowing that we're in a spiritual warfare. You know, I heard Sister Michelle, you know, she talked about fasting, um, the name of Jesus, prayer, worship, being thankful. That's a tool that God has given us. And do we use those tools? If you wanna to come today and you wanna make an altar because maybe God ministered to you, if you're struggling in an area of your life and the the, the raw and ugly spirit of division has broken loose in your home, in your family, in your ministry, in your church, and you wanna co-labor with God, I'm gonna to pray today that division will not take place. It will not have room. That will be closed. That gap will be closed today because God only moves where unity is. We only let God move where unity is. If you guys wanna make the altar and you guys wanna make the altar today and you guys wanna leave those things at the altar, you know, maybe you're struggling and you came in heavy hearted today, maybe you have a need, you need a healing, come to the altar. I think as Christians, like we've minimized the importance of the altar, but it was here at the altar that God changed my life. It was here at the altar that was filled with the Holy Spirit. It was here at the altar that God changed me, restored me, that I gave him my hopes and my dreams. You know, give, make an altar, you know, give God, give God all those things in your life, you know, that you need help with. He wants to help you. Let's fight better together.